Welcome and bienvenidos to our new program called Next Generation, highlighting the many creative journeys of next generation leaders. In this series, I will bring you the stories of young leaders in science, literature, medicine, education, and business. Those who have chosen to reach further, travel farther, innovate, and take the risks often necessary to make a difference in their own lives, in those of their families, their communities, and someday in the world. My name is Julieta Garcia. For over 22 years, I had the great privilege of serving as president of the University of Texas at Brownsville. Through that work, I came to know the stories of many of our students that overcame great obstacles to attend college and through great sacrifice of their own and of their families, make it through. Getting to know their stories was always a great inspiration to me. So I thought I'd chase some of them down, interview them, and let you hear in their own words what they're up to now, what their challenges were, and what they hope to accomplish in the future. I promise you will be as inspired, amazed, and humbled by their accomplishments as I have been. Now let's get started. It is my great privilege today to have uh, an interview with someone that we care about very deeply here in Brownsville for many reasons. But among them is that he is made as famous by the writing of his first book titled Brownsville. His name is Oscar Casares, and you'll find him a very familiar name if you've read the Texas Monthly over the last few years, or if you've read the New York Times, in which he had recently uh, published an editorial. Oscar is from Brownsville, as you might imagine, and started his education at none other than Texas Southmost College. Now, this was before UTRGV, before UT Brownsville, in the late 1980s. Tell us about your time, Oscar. First of all, thank you, thank you for agreeing to allow me to interview. Oh, I'm I'm happy to do this. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's interesting. I was just meeting with a student. I'm, I'm up in Austin, but I was just meeting with a student here um, who basically. I mean, it was interesting listening to his his story, but uh, he basically took the same steps I did. Um, he. He had gone to Rivera, I had gone to uh, Porter, and um, he finished and, uh, you know, wasn't wasn't ready to, to, to leave just yet and, and needed some more time, uh, I guess, um, you know, just to get ready to, for, for, uh, to move up to Austin. And, um, but, you know, the experience for me was, um, it, it was just... Uh, so perfect in the in the sense of uh, I needed a, a, a little extra time to sort of get my bearings, uh, become a, a, a much more uh, serious uh, student uh, that I hadn't been in high school. Um, to begin to find my voice, I, I wrote for the um, for the newspaper, the Collegian. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and to begin to to form uh, you know relationships with uh, other students and and professors and uh, and really enter adulthood mm-hmm. in in a way that um, you know I don't think would have been possible um, elsewhere. Well, I think that's the path that many of our students, as you observe. Uh, take and these first two years out of of uh, high school often are those in which we get more focused and determined uh, about what our future is. Not that we have it all answered, but we have a little bit more of a path 
before. So once you left Brownsville, then you made it to UT Austin. Is that right? Yes. And uh, and your time there was not in creative writing, but it was in advertising. What what were you thinking when you were in advertising? What were your intentions? Well, I uh, you know I didn't really know what I was doing. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you the truth <laughs> that I uh, I received the the acceptance letter um, to go to UT and um, and and some uh, dutiful. Uh, advisor counselor there at, at, at TSC must have just sat me down and, and made me do this because I don't even recall <laughs> applying and it wasn't like I was waiting for an acceptance letter or anything it it just showed up one day and um, and I received it as as I imagine uh, you know uh, a lot of young men receive their draft notice uh, for <laughs> Vietnam or something. And I just thought, well, that's it. I'm going to UT. Um, I, I, there sort of wasn't a, uh, a choice in the matter. They, they, they had sent the letter, so now I had to go. And I got up here and um, I think initially thought I might go into marketing. That just seemed uh, uh, not, as, not very much fun and... Um, and then uh, someone said advertising, and I and I didn't really know much about it. Uh, they told me, well, there's the there's the business side of it, and then there's the creative side of it, and it's 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 a it's a, it's a bit more fun. And I thought, well, fun is good, <laughs> and uh, and so I started down that path, and um, uh, it 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 was. Uh, you know, it, it was it was a lot of hard work because basically, you get hired. Uh, eventually, if you do get hired, you get it hired on a, a speculative uh, portfolio. Mm-hmm. So you have to put together all these, um, you know, pretend advertisements, uh, and they're all print ads mainly. And um, and at that time, you know, we didn't have. Apple computers or anything to to do our our design work, so everything was done by hand still. And um, so you had to present a portfolio of your yeah. of your actual work or your your work in progress or that that you were proposing, and it was based on that that you were given jobs or offered a position. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, and mm-hmm. I um, so I finished. Uh, uh, I received my bachelor's in eighty uh, seven and had this uh, crazy notion that I would, uh, while my friends were going to uh, places like New York and Chicago and L.A., that that I would go to uh, Minneapolis, uh, <laughs> Minnesota, of, of all places. Okay. And why, and, why Minneapolis? Well, I had, uh, I had been following uh, a couple of different advertising agencies that mm. were based in, in uh, Minneapolis, mm-hmm. and they seemed to be doing the the, the the more creative work uh, mm. nationally. Now, most people, you know, weren't going to subject themselves to <laughs> to Minnesota in the in the winter, <laughs> but I didn't I didn't I didn't I didn't really care. Uh, but it was it was an interesting uh, experience in the in the sense of, um, you know, going from one of the warmest climates to, to <laughs> one of the coldest. And 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 then uh, and then in this other way, uh, you know, growing up in this very uh, the, the homogeneous uh, mm-hmm. world of, of mm-hmm. Brownsville, uh, where, where practically everyone is of uh, Mexican descent, uh, and then uh, 
getting up to, to Minnesota, where uh, an incredibly white uh, <laughs> state, you know, it was sort of the, 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 the reverse universe there <laughs> in, in many ways. Uh, but, uh, you know, I got up here and I, or there, and I, I was trying to find a job. And, of course, uh, I was straight out of school, and people gave me projects here and there, but I couldn't really get anything to... Uh, really live on and and so i ended up having all these odd jobs i worked at a at a movie theater uh being the guy who stands at the front and, and collects the tickets and <laughs> i you know i tell people it was, it was it was my after school job i mean there are all these high school students doing it and it was my after school only my school was ut and um then it was uh it was completely demoralizing because the the little booth that i stood in front of looked out on uh, the main drag there, Hennepin Avenue, and directly across the street was one of the advertising agencies I had applied at that had turned me down. So all day I would stand there and look at, at the at the people across the way. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> uh, doing what I wanted to be doing, and, uh, and I'm, sitting, I'm standing there in my uh, polyester jacket and little uh, buttoned-in-the-back uh, ascot and... Um, and so I did that, and I worked at a uh, uh, a camping store uh, that, that, that sold canoes. I worked in the uh, shipping and receiving, and and always with this idea that uh, you know I would I would some at some point get back into mm-hmm. you know the the job mm-hmm. that I went up there for. And um, some friends were uh, knew that I was I had lived in Austin and and and. Asked if uh, if it wouldn't if if I wouldn't uh, if I'd be interested in, in going down there with them for uh, New Year's, and um, so we just, we loaded the car and we we drove down here, took shifts driving, and, and we got <laughs> to Austin, and uh, it was um, you know that 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 graveyard shift between uh the christmas holidays and and new year's mm-hmm. isn't uh isn't the time you would you would uh recommend anyone go out and look for a job but but i <laughs> uh i sent my portfolio to someone at the uh, you know what was the uh, premier agency then and 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 possibly now it's certainly one of the top agencies in in the in the state if if not the uh, which was uh, GSDNM, and and mm-hmm. they were um, the the uh, originators of the uh, Don't Mess with Texas campaign ah. years before I mm-hmm. before I arrived. But uh, I sent my portfolio there, and uh, there happened to be one guy who was working that graveyard <laughs> shift, and uh, he said, "Well, I'll, I'll talk to you." So I went in, and he showed me around, and um, and uh, you know. We stayed the weekend for for New Year's, and uh, and then I went back to to Minnesota to to you know working in the uh, in the shipping and receiving, and uh, <laughs> didn't think much would come of this. Uh, in fact, I had moved. I was moving out of the small apartment that I had, and I was about to. I had all the apartment was just loaded with boxes 
uh, that I was about to move into a friend's garage, <laughs> and I was going to sleep on his uh, sofa for the next... Oh, this is getting sadder and sadder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. And I just thought, well, I'll just, I'll just crash here for two or three months, and mm-hmm. if it doesn't work, then I'll, you know, just I'll go back to Texas and tail between my legs, and so be it. And um, I'll be damned if the phone didn't ring that morning, and they and the, and the first thing the guy says is, do you want to come back to Texas? And and I just I, I just like it was like oh my god it was like a call from the governor you know for you know and um, so uh, then they moved me down and there was the whole there was, oh there was the full full deal uh-huh. you know and um, how lovely and um, anyway I, I worked in that uh, at that agency for uh, about eight years. And it was it was a it was um, it was great. It was. Um, you were back in Texas. I was back. You were in, in the field that you had prepared yourself for for so long. Yeah, time. and I was, uh, you know, I, I was at uh, I was at the agency that everybody wanted to get into, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but was afraid to approach because uh, they they didn't they didn't normally hire people right out of school. Uh, well, you had and, that advantage. You had been out of school for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, and, and I and yeah. I and I and I do credit, uh, in a in a roundabout way, having gone to mm-hmm. uh, Minnesota somehow. In, in, a, in a this is not going to sound uh, uh, genuine, but but it 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 somehow made me uh, exotic to them. I think. Uh, <laughs> it's often said, often in the academic world, the same thing. Sometimes you have to leave Texas. For people to want you to come back to Texas, mm-hmm. yeah. and so that happens quite often. How interesting! Yeah, yeah. So you made it back. You're back in Austin, and you're in advertising now for about, you said about ten years or so, mm-hmm. and um, and you're you're still interested in writing. At what point? So let me just kind of fast forward. Today, if I fast forward all the way to today, you are an associate professor in the Department of English and Center for Mexican-American Studies at UT Austin. And that's a far road to have traveled. So I want to kind of catch up with the important points in between. So at some point you were doing advertising and um, the creative writing workshop at University of Iowa appeared on your screen what was that about well um you know when i i when i walked away from advertising and i and i walked away uh in a in a way that um <laughs> was was very uh sudden uh and and some people would say impetuous because i i had never written before hmm. uh not 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 stories or anything like that but i had grown up with these um, these storytellers in my family, and so I thought I knew how to. I, I certainly knew how to tell a story orally, but I didn't. Uh, I'd never written one, and uh, and so I I was writing the. I guess it was the summer of '96, and I I, I I just kept writing these stories that I had been that my uncles had told me and that I had told other people and. Uh, and it was it was great because I knew the beginning, middle, end, and it was it was just a, a, a matter of getting them down on paper. And I thought, wow, this is this is really fun. What what if I could actually write a book and and, and make a living? I didn't know how one made a living doing that, but I thought, you know, 
it, it, it sounds like fun, and I was at a point where uh, I, I didn't have a family, and I didn't have a mortgage, and, mm -hmm. you know, all the mm -hmm. bills were paid off, <laughs> and and why not, you know? And so I quit my job five months later, mm. and um, I stayed home for a year and just tried to learn to, to how to do this. and. I would take classes at the, the community college here in, in Austin, and I would audit other courses at uh, at UT, and uh, and then I got a couple of stories published, and uh, and the next step it seemed uh, from everything I was uh, learning from from the way people went about this was to get a uh, a master of fine arts, which would uh, eventually. Um, Give me the opportunity to teach. Uh, nothing, mm -hmm. nothing was guaranteed, mm -hmm. but it would, it would, it would lead me down that path. Mm -hmm. um, and I, so I started applying to graduate programs. Um, I, I got into uh, a handful of them, uh, including uh, the, the the program here at, at UT. Uh, and I and I chose Iowa. One, it, it, it's it's the uh, oldest uh, writing program in the in the country, and it's it's got a great reputation. But primarily, for me, it was um, that I understood that the, the the people who were the other students who were who were going to Iowa were from all over the country. Mm -hmm. uh, they were international students, um, and that. The, the people that were going to be reading these stories about Brownsville knew nothing about Brownsville. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if I wanted these stories to, uh, you know, grow wings mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, mm -hmm. eventually get out into, um, you know, the larger world, that I had to sort of, I had to walk through that fire of, mm -hmm. of uh, you know, I, and, and specifically, that's why I wanted to get away from Texas, and I wanted also to uh, try to reimagine what it was, what 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 the place was like, and the uh, the terrain and the people, uh, not being there, being almost in this sort of self-imposed exile, <laughs> that that I would have to. Uh, uh, you know, uh, imagine it, and I, I remember calling home and <laughs> and talking to my mother and, and asking her that did, did it really happen this way, and is, is what color is this thing? And she'd drive out and look at a sign and tell me what color it was. And I said that's what I thought it was. You know, every time I was right, but I I, I had to have some confirmation. Um, uh, and the and the other part that I didn't realize at the time was that. Um, uh, in in uh, Iowa City, uh, the writing program is uh, the main thing. I mean, they've got a mm -hmm. medical school that's that's has a, a great reputation, but uh, everyone knows uh, the the the, uh, the Iowa Writers uh, Workshop uh, in Iowa City. I mean, if you live there, you know about it, and um, and so it's it's um, it's something akin to the way. Uh, people look at Austin now as being the live music capital of the sure, world. Sure. Uh, there, it's it's about books uh, and and and, and writing. You, mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, it was a completely immersive experience that um, that I needed. I needed desperately because, again, I had this. I, I realized I had this deficiency 
in my in my background and uh and and what better way of 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 getting it uh than 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 to be there and and, and just be soaking it up so the bar is really high at the University of Iowa writers uh workshop as i understand it they've had 17 winners of the Pulitzer prize they've had 6 us poet laureates and many winners of a National Book Award, MacArthur Foundation Fellowship. This puts that bar really high for you, I'm sure, and puts a lot of pressure on young writers, but also must give some comfort to know that you're in the same place that grew wings, as you said earlier, for those other writers. Yeah, yeah, no, it it, it is. I mean, I mean, there's the initial... Uh, you know, thrill of of getting in, uh, getting in anywhere, but but getting in there, and and and, and that's and that's nice. Uh, you you quickly learn though that, uh, and, and there there are people who make this mistake of feeling that that they've arrived and and they're 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 only showing up to be anointed and and that <laughs> the oils are getting ready. And but but um, you you quickly learn that. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's a it's a it's a validation of sorts, but it, but it 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 doesn't ultimately uh, amount to to too much. Uh, there there are um, many people who who go through there who who never publish anything. Mm-hmm. They they go there for the experience, um, and then uh, you know, number of things happen, and 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 life just intervenes, and 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 the books never come. Uh, and they go on to have perfectly happily happy lives, mm-hmm. but um, simply going there um, is just it's just one step of the of the no, way. Of and, I, and what it what it does do though, um, and there's you know you'll sometimes hear that 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 is 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 the path, and what it's the path to, uh, I think, is. Is, is perhaps uh, getting read uh, a little more uh, easily than than if you went somewhere else. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. Uh, uh, an editor, or an agent, uh, is, is going to be more uh, predisposed. Uh, however, um, misguided that may be at times, because there there are there are uh, plenty of very talented writers coming coming out of programs from all over the country. Uh, Iowa just has that 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 uh, that history and and uh, and reputation, and it's a good one. It's a it's a very good one to start out with, and and but uh, but you're right. I mean, not everybody that comes out of medical school ends up being a brilliant physician, right? You yeah. give them, it's a start. It's a place to kind of practice uh, at first, and then move out. I think also it gives you, as you observe, it gives you some distance from home and. While you had to check back for the color of something, um, that meant that there was some real distance, and sometimes you can see more clearly oh, when you are from uh, and other places. So at that point, then, when did uh, when did your first um, store when your first book come out? Now Brownsville stories, and then Amigo Land. Yeah, uh, well, I uh, I finished at Iowa in, in two thousand one. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't quite ready to uh, uh, send the, the the completed manuscript of of, uh, of stories out yet, and I uh, I delayed until early 2002 um, 
sent it uh, to uh, an agent that, that had contacted me uh, as I was leaving Iowa, actually. And um, but, but as I said, I wasn't ready yet. And um, uh, we had a couple of conversations, um, and, and then he sent the uh, the workout, and uh, uh, and then asked me to, to to come up to New York to to meet with. Uh, uh, I think two or three um, editors from from different publishing houses, and um, and then sort of one thing led to another, and 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 uh, we we had a uh, a book deal uh, uh, for for Brownsville, and then uh, the the novel to follow, which was um, uh, Land. Well, I think Brownsville, your your first novel, is where we all came to know you, and to. Read each chapter as as a as someone we had known. We could identify. I could at least when I first read it. I was like, "How did he know her? I knew her too." And and how does he know this Theo? Because I've got a Theo that's very similar to that. And it was it was um, startling in many ways for for me and for others. I think to 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 get a glimpse of themselves through the eyes of your writing in an extraordinary way. And and then a land. Um, so, so with Amigo Land, a, a few years later, about what seven years later? Uh, approximately uh, yeah. two thousand three, and then uh, I think about about six years later, I guess. Yeah. Then we were introduced to Don Fidencio and and Don Celestino, and I wanted to read to you the comments that I read by someone who had read your book and just to remind you how people felt when they read about these characters. One said, laughing and crying come out of the same box. Comedy and tragedy tumble over each other in this amazing book. And I think that's, I think it sparked that in many of the readers. And the other one of your readers that, uh, that wrote about it said, Mr. Casares, his characters are so exquisitely drawn. You will recognize many, identify with some, and come to care about them all. I laughed out loud and often. I cried, and I thought about this book long after I finished it. What is it about the characters that you uh, tell us I- about in that wonderful book that would cause someone to laugh and cry and love them, even after so long having read it? Uh, I wish I knew. <laughs> I uh, I think it's just... Uh, you know, in, in both cases, both in both gentlemen, they've they've, they've had a very full lives, um, and they 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 have a lot of miles on mm-hmm. on them, mm-hmm. you know, and um, they uh, they're still they're still searching for something. Mm-hmm. In, in Don Fidencio's uh, case, it's for uh, someone to believe him to 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 have some uh legitimacy and some agency about his um uh you know how he can take care of himself because he feels that mm-hmm. he's been uh placed in this nursing home uh uh without you know without any real need and 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 he's right on that line between uh you know being very mentally lucid and uh beginning to become uh, physically frail mm-hmm. um and uh our 
arguably does not belong there, but but is is stuck there. And um, and then uh, Don Celestino, uh, you know, is, is is struggling with his idea of of how old he is exactly, and and you know how uh, how he's beginning to. Uh, come to terms with his own age, though he is uh, a bit younger than than his uh, what he considers his his old brother. Uh, <laughs> though, though they're of the same generation. One of the uh, one of the wonderful uh, parts of the uh, of that book, and then of one of your um, stories after that, my name is Casares is that so many of us can relate to this. And I, and I think that's going to be the case, not only from people from the Valley, but, but throughout the United States in all of your work. I wanted to mention um, a little bit about um, the work that you've done outside of the university. So now you're a professor at UT Austin in creative writing, but you also have been a visiting professor at UT San Antonio in the past. You've come to UT Brownsville in the past. And most recently, you went to Germany, the University of Augsburg, to to teach there. Is that an attempt to kind of reconnect, in, in our case, with those of us here on the border, uh, or, or to kind of expand your world by going to some place like Germany? Uh, well, in the, in the case of uh, Brownsville, it was just, uh, it was completely for selfish reasons, uh, <laughs> just uh, to be able to uh, uh, get back home uh, but I, I, I tell you, it was it was uh, probably the maybe the most, single most gratifying uh, experience in the in the classroom. Um, in that, uh, you know, I had grown up uh, less than a mile away from from the campus, and um, uh, you know, was you know very much. Uh, uh, like the students that were in front of me, and um, mm-hmm. and and so it was just a it, it was just a, a really uh, lovely experience um, to 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 see them uh, walk into the classroom and and uh, you know be eager to uh, you know see where we were going that day and and for them to um, uh, you know explore their own voices. Um, and, 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 and tell their own stories. You know, when uh, I, I, one of the things that I um, would get often from new faculty members at UT Brownsville years ago was um, that our students were, like, too enthusiastic, right? <laughs> they were, they were uh, too excited about wanting to learn from professors, thought professors could do no harm, no wrong at all, that they were just perfect and they wanted to be like them so, so much. And I said, well, that's, just, that's kind of the way people are here in many good ways. So those that have made the decision to go to school are there for a reason. They, they really want to they tackle life from that vantage point. And so I'm sure having you, I know having you was, was a great privilege uh, for them. I want to ask you two more questions if I could. One of them was, is really about um, who you would uh, kind of call out as, as having helped you along the way. Were there, were there teachers? Were there parents? Uh, where there was a spouse, who along the way kind of helped you um, figure out that writing really is something that you needed to pursue? Uh, well, uh, it would it would have to be my my uh, my tío Nico. Um, 
you know the 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 part that leaves uh, many people sort of scratching their heads about my biography is that I didn't have books uh, as a child. I, I grew up in a, in a house with no books. I had no interest in books. Um, had no interest uh, in, in literature when I was at UT as an undergrad. Uh, had no interest in, in reading novels or any any such thing uh, when I was a, a young professional. I, in fact, I did not start reading until I was um, in my mid-30s and, and started writing. And um, and so, you know, there was in one way this 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 void. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's a cliche, but true that you can't, uh, you can't write if, if you, if, if you don't read, uh, widely and, and often. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I didn't have an appreciation for it at, at the time, but I, I, I certainly do now. Um, but the only way that I was able to make up that ground was, uh, the, the time that I spent with my with my uh, tío uh, Nico and, and also my tío Hector, but um, they made up for for that uh, the, the lack of books. Uh, I started learning how to tell a story mm-hmm. from from a very early age. Didn't know that that's what I was doing, but <laughs> but but certainly I was I was I was just soaking it up. Uh, my as it turns out, my my uh, tío Nico uh, uh, passed away about a, about two weeks ago. Interesting. Yeah, and uh, but but a full life. He was he was ninety three, and um, uh, his uh, his daughters asked me to 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 deliver the eulogy, so I I, I uh, had time to prepare for it and. Uh, I drove up to Houston, and um, you know, right at that time, as these things often happen, there were a million things going on at the same time, and I had to have somebody cover my class uh, for that evening. And but I also had just finished uh, my third book, and had sent it off to my agent, and we had gone through this process of sending it to uh, several uh, publishing houses and we're waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and um, so I'm on the road uh, somewhere between Austin and and, and, uh, and Houston we stop to get gas and I, I check my email and um, my it's a note from my agent who says um, He's got somebody who's interested, <laughs> and it's uh, it's uh, Knopf uh, Publishing, mm-hmm. part of Random House, sure. and um, and he says we're just working on the money now, and uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what to do. I mean, I don't know if that means it's it's a done deal. What you know, and uh, but it's uh, I, I'm I'm just. Like I and I can't actually think about it that long because I've, I've got to go deliver this eulogy, and and part of the eulogy involves uh, my, you know, giving credit to to uh, 
my deal for being such a huge influence in my life mm-hmm. and and it was it was as a as a as a child but but also even when i uh as an adult when i started writing he was still uh feeding me these stories and 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 helping me you know uh, uh fill in the blanks where where i may have forgotten something but uh i go and i and i deliver the eulogy and um we ended up driving back that evening and getting to Austin pretty late and the phone's ringing in the morning and I pick it up and, um, it's my agent and he says, have you, have you seen the email? And I said, no, <laughs> what email? And I opened the laptop and, uh, and, and they bought it. They bought the, they bought the book. And, uh, I, I mean, I was, I was thrilled beyond, uh, belief, but mm-hmm. it, uh, I had to sit down for a while that morning. I, re- I recall because it it was you know to as as I had said in the in the um, eulogy to be this uh, little boy in in in, uh, in Brownsville, Texas, listening to these um, to these stories that you know dated back into the the mid 1800s because these were stories that that my deal had he'd been born in 1924 i think and mm-hmm. uh that he had heard from his father and grandfather and um and and that that journey and and uh, yeah i mean it was it was almost too far to 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 go to imagine uh to to go from that to um you know, having this 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 book accepted. Uh, so this was your final gift from Theo Nico. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe and, not know, so it, final, but <laughs> but you know, for it all to happen oh within my. within yeah. whatever it yeah. was, less than twenty four hours. Yeah, uh, it was it was it was a little little heady to say yeah. the least. Yeah. Well, I think Theo Nico deserves a lot of credit for all that you've done and been and. For this third, is this now uh, your your next novel, which is, is it uh, Where We Came From? Yes. Okay. All right. So we expect it to come out then when? Uh, next May. Oh, how which, exciting. Which, yeah. 2018 or 2019? 2019. 20, I, mean, I okay. Yeah, I know, it's forever. It's forever. We'll, we'll be patient, and so yeah. will Theo Nico, because I'm sure he's he's still wishing you well and, and reminding you of, of uh, the important stories that you have uh, yet to tell uh, many of our students, many of the students at UT Austin, and and all of us that have benefited greatly from knowing you um, and getting to appreciate and love your writing. Okay, I have one final question, and that's a personal one. And do you remember you and I meeting at Whataburger by complete chance <laughs> wait, before you left Brownsville? Yes, I absolutely <laughs> remember that, and I and I and I remember seeing you uh, and wanting to run the other way because <laughs> I was recruiting you. <laughs> no, I, I saw you initially. I thought, well, here's this 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 uh, this beacon of uh, you know uh, sound judgment, and I will approach her and, and tell her my predicament uh, because. Uh, uh, I had a, an offer at um, at uh, Trinity University. That's right. That's right. And uh, and then uh, UT 
he had made uh, an offer themselves. And so I was, I was, you know, I, I didn't know which way to turn. I mean, I kind of knew that it would be UT, but I wasn't sure. And um, and so I asked, uh, <laughs> I asked for your opinion, and, and your opinion involved uh, recruiting me to, to UTV, which which only made the the situation that Thanks much more. Thanks a lot, lady. Solid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that uh, I remember. I remember. I think we had a, a milkshake together and a water burger while I gave yeah. you, while I tried to recruit you. But you know, we will always do that. We'll always try to keep you close to us. You made the right decision. You went to the right place. You're impacting uh, many, many students, and and we know where your heart will always be. So. Muchisimas, muchisimas gracias. It's been such a pleasure to, to get to reconnect with you. We thank you for the work that you're doing, most recently with the New York Times, uh, explaining to folks in your editorial that just came out this, um, this, this last month, I think, in, yes. um, in the New York Times about life on the border today. Those are really important uh, pieces to get out into the world so that they can, others can see us as we are in our best and more accurate sense. So thank you for uh, for telling your stories. Thank you for telling uh, all, of, for teaching us and giving us these beautiful characters. And, and thanks to Tio Nico for uh, continuing to bless your work. Really a yes. pleasure to get to connect with you again, Oscar. Thank you. My pleasure. Hasta pronto. We have just had the great pleasure of speaking with Oscar Casares, originally from Brownsville, and the author of Brownsville Stories and Amigo Land, both published by Little Brown and Company, and of the forthcoming novel, Where We Came From, scheduled for publication in about a year by Knopf Doubleday Publishing Group. Oscar is the winner of several writing fellowships and named one of the 10 writers to watch by Book Magazine. He is also currently an associate professor at UT Austin teaching creative writing. Thank you for tuning in to Next Generation, a program highlighting the next generation of leaders in the Rio Grande Valley and beyond.